hi, hello. Guten Tag, Jim. There we go. Finally, I'm there. I'm with you. <laughs> you know where I'm coming from. That's German. Do you have any yeah, idea? Hefeweizen. Wh- yes. That's what I know. Oh, yes. Now, we got to get back up to Helen and enjoy Dunkel. some. Yeah, Dunkel <laughs> and big beer cheese on the pretzels, all of that. And the, uh, what was the name of the, the schnitzel? That was delicious. Yeah, the s- sausage, right? I mean, yeah, like, the- like we, are, we are the most American people with, with German stuff right now, right? It's beer, <laughs> sausage, schnitzel, and pretzel, right? Yeah, so. and, you know, the uh, the sauerkraut and all the rest. Shout out to uh, Brett Barney, our wonderful man behind the scenes, the editor and producer that does everything. I've seen pictures of him at Oktoberfest in Germany. The real deal, yeah. yeah the with the lederhosen and all the, the whole shebang. But, Jim, do you have any idea why I chose German this week? I don't. I have no idea why. Well, it's because I'm seeing all kinds of articles comparing the United States in 2021 to Germany in the 1920s, shortly before we all know what happened. They uh, they had hyperinflation back then, Jim, and people were bringing just wheelbarrows full of, not wisdom, not wisdom, but wheelbarrows full of money to exchange for bread. And we should say hello to our radio listeners who have stuck with us uh, for the second half of the radio show, and hello to our podcast listeners. Thank you for downloading the show. But, Jim, I'm fired up. We had a <laughs> we had an off-air discussion, and you said, you know what, we've got to talk about this on the show because this is what our show is. This is just us talking about it. But, Jim, where do we start here? I mean, I'm, I'm so fired up about this. I don't want to stay, I don't want to overstep my bounds. It's your well, why show. Don't, why don't we why don't we do it this way? Uh, let's just talk about how we were talking about different terms and I used the word surplus. So let's just start okay, sure. with that word. And surplus. I so I dare to breach that word and I say surplus. And what does Jerry Payne immediately do? Try and go back to that conversation. What did you say to me? Do you well, remember? you brought up a surplus and I think it was having to do with the uh, actually the Florida Pension. teachers pensions yeah. talking about how 10 years ago there was a surplus and now it's uh, slightly underfunded. It's not looking great for them. New teachers starting next year are not going to get a pension. Now, if you're a police officer or a firefighter, I think you're still in good shape. Okay. But that's that's some unfortunate news for teachers. But you brought up the word surplus, and I said, oh, yeah, you see what's going on out in California. California has announced that they have a $75 billion surplus. <laughs> and, the, and it came out of that smug Gavin Newsom's <laughs> mouth. Now, I haven't lived under the grip of Gavin Newsom, but I can't imagine that he and I would get along for a beer in a bar anywhere <laughs> in this country. But it, it would be a French restaurant, a very fancy. Yeah, one. it would have to be. Yes, and you know, it would be. Uh, everybody else would have to wear their masks, but we'd be sitting there with no masks oh. on. Aside from that, what I remember is that when they were putting through the stimulus bills that were, you know, they were trying to add all the extra programs and all the extra money that we're sending to other countries, they were also trying to shoo in these bailouts for these states that had had years and years of poor fiscal management. And they said, all right, let's see if we can sneak ourselves into this stimulus bill. Well, I looked it up. California got just in the, uh, what do we call it, Jim? The American Rescue Act, I think, back in March or April when they passed that, the latest round of stimulus, California got somewhere to the tune of about $150 billion. So now they have a $75 billion surplus and Gavin Newsom wants to stand up there and be smug and smile and say, look at us, we're the greatest in the world. And it's like, Jim, how are my Georgia taxpayer dollars going to pay somebody in? Oh, and that's the other thing. 
California is getting another stimulus check. The rest of the states, uh, we can go kick rocks. So <laughs> the reason I'm laughing, and, and I, I, I I've laid out my argument Listen, here, Jim. I Am I it. wrong and, in any way? No, I love it. And here's what's great is that normally you ask me a question, and then you like kind of just what was it? What Memorax was that? The speakers blowing the yes, guy back. That's right. Yes, like, that's normally hold on me. for dear life. Yes. Hold on for now. I get to sit on the other side and giggle my way through you doing it right, and I love it because it is insane. Sanity to me to think it is insane to me to think when you put all of this together, like I listened to, to NPR the other day and he had an interview when he announced he made this huge announcement about this $75 billion surplus. Now, mind you, the dude is in the process of a recall, right? right? So they're Do looking you remember when put- the wildfires were happening last year, those wildfires? And I mean, he was standing in front of these piles of rubble, these people's homes looking like a Batman villain. Talking about how great everything is. Come on, man. The reason I I love when people get fired up, because a lot of times people say, wow, man, Jim, you really get into this stuff. And it's it's something that I never thought I would like, finances, right? Jerry, never in your entire life did you think, man, I'm going to end up on finance radio, right? But this is our podcast, and we get to bring our flavor to it, right? This isn't call 1-800-4-an-annuity now for your annuity or whatever it is. We're talking about what impacts us and what we think about. And I think, Jerry, it's fair to say a lot of our listeners feel and think the same way. And here he is literally about to potentially lose his job. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, well, we have 75 billion extra dollars. Let's give it to the taxpayers. First and foremost, it sounds like, hey, let me pay you so you don't take my job away. That's Uh what it sounds like. Secondly, we just got $150 billion. Why is there not a $150 billion surplus, right? Why isn't that going? It's insane to me. All of it's insanity. The spending is so out of control everywhere we go. You know, we were just talking about right before the show that they're trying to stick into a government rule that if you make a student loan payment, your employer is going to have to match that, right. give you a match on it for your retirement. Where does that make sense, right? It, it yeah, is- I can't pay my credit card bill and also get something <laughs> in my savings account just for the participation. That yeah, doesn't make you, sense. You can't make it up. And the problem is, and look, I love my parents. You know, I, I would do anything for them them to be alive. I love your parents because your parents remind me of my parents because they're so similar in so many ways. But you know, our parents grew up differently than we did, right? Because our parents were raised by people from the Great Depression, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then the baby boomers came along, our parents and a lot of our listeners and you know, most of the podcast listeners right now, their parents were baby boomers or are baby boomers. And the baby boomers said, well, we're going to raise our kids differently than we were raised, right? So we grew up with microwaves and VCRs and all this other <laughs> stuff. And we have this mentality of well, I want it. I should have it. Yep. Right. And it's only gotten progressively worse. Right. It's only gotten worse and worse. And that state of mind has brought us to the point today. And I'm guilty of it with my children. But if I want something, 
I can just go and get it. You know, I remember watching a documentary of a guy, like an Indian tribe member in, in the jungles of Peru somewhere. And he moved in with a family. This isn't a movie. It's a documentary. He moved into a family for six months in New York. And what they were just documenting his life, right? And, oh, and, wow. and how things were different. What an adjustment. And, yeah. And, and his thing was when he was telling his tribe about it, that, you know, in New York, you would come in and you would walk into a building and there was food everywhere now think about this when you're in the jungle whatever food you can forage or kill is what you eat right when you're used to that and you walk into our grocery stores there's food everywhere right and so there's no work to it if you want to hunt you got to work for it and and he was talking about stuff and it was so profound it still sticks with me to today and he said you don't even need money to get food you just give them this plastic thing and they'll give it to you <laughs> and he's like then the next day they took him through a drive-through. Oh wow! And he realized you didn't even have to walk to get your food, and that's kind of what we, as a society, has become in America, right? I mean, I love our country, I love everything about it, but the reality is, we live in a world where we will get what we want today, forget about the consequences, and we'll worry about that down the road. That's what has happened in New York, New Jersey, Florida, Georgia, everywhere we go. We live in a world that we're running a deficit because we're buying things and doing things we can't afford to pay for. And we wonder why there's a student loan crisis right now. We wonder why there's a credit card crisis. We wonder why over 60% of the car loans sold in the US, over 60% were sold to subprime lenders, people with credit scores under 550. Jerry, think about this for a second. Is any of this really shocking to you? Are you really shocked that inflation is gonna become an issue? Are you really shocked that California somehow voted enough people in to where they're going to get $150 billion to pay off all their debt so they can <laughs> rinse and redo it all over you know, again? We really shouldn't be surprised. Do you remember the story that we talked about last year where they're, drawing, they're going to try to track down people who lived there for the past 10 years and tax them? And that's the point, man, is that we as Americans, I don't care what state you live in, we have to be responsible for our own lives. You know, Jerry, in the last episode, right before on the radio side of this story, I had complimented you on your really fortitude of getting out of debt and getting your dream car and doing all those other things. And then I had to laugh at you. Now, it's because I love you, right? <laughs> I had to laugh at you that life was good. Everything was great. COVID kind of jacked you up and you, you're feeling that kind of, oh man, I, I want to go out and I want to live it up a little bit. And where'd you end up? Back in debt, right? Yep. But the difference between that time and the first time is you identified it faster, right? Mm -hmm. Listen, there's no problem that exists in the entire world that if you can write a check, it's still a problem, okay? And what I mean by that is if because your car engine blew and you need a car, that's a finance problem. Cancer is a problem. Losing a child to an illness is a problem. Having a sick parent is a problem, right? Things that money can't fix is a problem. Everything else is about poor decisions. And this is the problem in this society, me included. I am not preaching to anyone. Jerry and I talk open and honestly with all of our listeners. We talk about Jim losing everything during the Great Recession. I had to file bankruptcy to survive. I didn't make a mortgage payment for a year because I went from making 300000 a year down to thirty. Jerry. Mm. And guess what? When I was making three hundred, I was spending three twenty-five. right? 
until there's your surplus right there. There's a California surplus. End up finding rock bottom. You're never going to fix the problems. It's our responsibility, ours, not our parents. It's our responsibility to fix what's happening in between our ears to make better financial decisions. It's our responsibility. Once we get our stuff figured out, it's our responsibility to have those open, honest, and frank conversations with your children about your mistakes. It's our job to Try and give them the wisdom that we have learned and pray to God your kids aren't Jim Fox and Jerry Payne because no matter what you tell us, we're going to be stupid and we're going to (laughs) learn the hard way. But the end result is there is no fast and easy route to financial prosperity. It doesn't exist. It does. If it did, the people that won the lottery would never go bankrupt. But we know that the majority of people that inherit or win money, guess where they end up two years, three years, five years down the road? They're broke again. Why? Because they haven't fixed what's happening in their head. The problem in California is California keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again, but they expect a different result. And we know what that's the definition of insanity. This country, until we take responsibility for our student loans, for our mortgages, for our car loans, for our credit card debt, for all the other things that we decide to do. Until we take the responsibility that we're going to fix it, nothing is ever going to get fixed. Sugar daddy, Uncle Sam that's out there, Uncle Sugar, right, that is Mm -hmm. out there buying hammers for $400, toilet seats for $800, buying multi-billion dollar jets when there's nothing wrong with the other one, all this other stuff. They're taking our money and treating it the same way we treat our money. You have to take the responsibility. We can't control Uncle Sugar. We can't control Gavin Newsom. We can't control, you know, Ron DeSantis. We can't control what's the, uh, Pelosi. All right. You think that's bad? Give AOC five more years. She'll come Ugh. up with something real crazy. The point is, is what we can control is what happens within our four walls and what happens in between our two ears. We need to fix us. What does that mean? Figure out how to get out of debt. Figure out how to accumulate wealth. Did I say retirement money? No, I said wealth. What does that mean? Money for now and money for later. Get emergency funds. Become bulletproof. I can't express this enough. I can't, and this isn't me trying to brag or anything. I have made every financial decision wrong that I could possibly make. There is not an idiot on the planet that's been dumber than me, okay? And I hit rock bottom, and that's how I fixed it. I finally learned after getting enough lumps. It is such a great feeling to know, Jerry, that if something happened and I had to spend $150,000 tomorrow to replace my roof, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. That didn't come by chance. That didn't come without me working my butt off to get there. I had to change the way I think. Jerry, that's why I'm so proud of you. Not because life happened and got you there. Is that you were adult enough to say, wow. And I remember that call because I was worried about you. I was worried when you called me and said, hey, I got to ask you some questions, Mm. man. And I could hear it. Dude, it's just money. We can fix that stuff. That's not a problem (laughs) at all. And the thing is is we've got to learn. And Jerry, it's our fault as parents. I know you're not a parent, but someday you may be. It's our fault not teaching our kids. It's the school's fault for not teaching our children about money. That's why we do what we do. That's why we do financial straight talk. Today is not about do this, this, and this, and you're going to become financially independent. Today 
is Jimmy telling you everything you already know. That's what I'm doing right now. Everybody knows don't buy that $4,000 stereo for the $3,000 car. Everybody <laughs> knows it, but we still do it. I want you to make better financial decisions because if you don't respect your money, who will? Jim, I love when you get fired up and I love when you get passionate because I think there's a lot of people who can get motivated by that kind of delivery. You know, sometimes you need a little swift kick in the rear. <laughs> but I've got another thing that I saw this week besides, you know, Gavin Newsom in California taking all of the rest of the country's money and just keeping it for themselves. Sure, that's one thing. This is something that really infuriated me and I saw it in a couple of news outlets. The first place and the most prominent place I saw it was the Washington Post, which is Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, personal newspaper that he wants to use for his own, uh, let's say agendas. This was a headline that said, you will not have to pay a single dollar in taxes if you make $75,000 or less in 2021. And Jim, there's no way that's true for no. one thing. No. And for another thing, I look at my check every two weeks, Jim. I look and I see, yeah, you know, I'm losing about a third of that to taxes. Now, some of that is state taxes. Some of that is some other things. I'm still paying taxes. So how in the world can they possibly claim that you're not going to pay taxes? I mean, this is speaking to something that I think is even more alarming. And it just goes with life now is you really have to be careful about where you're getting your information from. Every day, Jerry, every single day that I sit at my conference table and I have a big TV on the wall so I can, you know, have the computer hooked up to it and I can show them in real time. As you know, I use something called a tax map, right? And it shows how you're going to be taxed at different levels. And it, I put your personal information. In it. It's amazing because there's one button. And I can click this one button, and that one button will tell me what your taxes would look like under the current tax plan, which is the Trump tax plan. And then I can show you what the taxes would look like under the previous plan, which is the Obama tax plan. And when they pass the new one, if they do that, I can click that button as well, right? Jerry, in every scenario that I click, every scenario, it seems like the taxes go up. Now, is, does it go up a lot? No, not a lot. In some cases, it's a couple hundred bucks. Some cases, it's a couple thousand bucks. But the end result is, is I have clients who are dear friends of mine, okay, who are on the other side of the political aisle from me. They live over there, okay? Mm -hmm. And they'll come in and they'll say how horrible everything was for four years and how great everything's going to be. And I sit them down and I say, hey, look, I live in the world of numbers. Let's look at them. And I click that button and their taxes go up $2,200. <laughs> and they go, no, 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 that can't be right. Listen. You listen to what politicians say. I look at what the code says and right. what it does. Right. And the key here is that I don't see a single path that that doesn't have. Now, do you have children? Can you write that stuff off? Do you get the earned income credit? Because if you get the earned income credit, then that can eat through a lot of that. Maybe they're looking at raising standard deductions. There are ways that they could possibly do it. But it is unethical to say a blanket statement that if you make under $75,000, you won't pay anything in taxes. Jerry, it's a lie. It's just a flat lie. Mm -hmm. It is no different. And I know right now somebody's on that side of the fence and they're just knowing. And anyone that knows me knows I'm not a Trump lover, okay? Anyone that knows me knows that I'm a libertarian. Everyone hates me, okay? But when George W. Bush said, Jerry, what was his favorite line? Oh, yeah. Read my lips. Read no new taxes. Yeah. What happened, right? Listen, when there is a deficit and we keep printing money, we need to pay down that deficit. There is only one way to generate revenue, only one, one. Jerry, what is it? Taxes. taxes. Yes. That's it, just taxes. And do you think that the wealthy, 
I love the fair share, right? Do you think <laughs> the wealthy are going to pay their fair share, and will it be enough? The answer is no. Do you think the corporations are going to all stay around? No, they're going to leave. Sooner or later, there's not going to be enough revenue. So guess what they do? They lower the bar. They, they widen the net. So they catch mm-hmm. more people. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of time, Jerry. And, I, and I've said this before, and, and do I dare say it on the air? But I will. I think it's only a matter of time before we see a VAT tax in the, in the United States. And that's a value-added tax. Think of it as a federal sales tax. Wow. I believe that day can come. Why? Because if you don't get spending under control and if you don't figure it out, you're going to have to create more revenue, which means more taxes. That's why they're talking. Think about these taxes. Run through these with me real quick for just a second. We have, first and foremost, the capital gains tax that they want to raise. We want to talk about the stepped-up basis that they want to eliminate. We have the the 3.8% excess tax, the alternative minimum tax, the wealth tax, the inheritance tax, oh, the transaction tax. Tax, right? Jim, Remember, Jim, that's we're running out of time. About. We are Do running you out of see time. What I'm saying, understand something, guys. Understand something. This is serious. We need to prepare ourselves financially. This is not the time for the amazing sports car or the big fancy house or all the other time. This is the time to become financially bulletproof. This is the time to become financially independent and know that no matter what happens, you're prepared for that. How do you do that? Get out of debt. Accumulate wealth. Get your head right. Make sure that your mind's on your money, right? That's where you need it. I'm almost about to do a rap song, all right? (laughs) You have to have your mind on your money so you can navigate through this because while you're doing that, everybody else is keeping up with the Joneses. They're flat broke. They get out to retirement. They can't live the lifestyle that they want. Or if they do live that lifestyle, they're doing it by living in debt. Jerry, that is not the American dream. That is the American nightmare. And we hope that just today that we bring a little bit of hope, a little bit of motivation. But ultimately, if you're going to succeed, if you're going to go out there, and if you're going to take on those risks, and if you're going to win in this game of life when it comes to your finances, it's going to be up to you because there's nothing I can say. There's nothing Jerry can say or anybody else can say to you that's going to make you make the right decisions. We just want to be your guide and help answer some of those questions along the way. I love when Jim gets fired up, and this week I got to get a little fired up myself. I hope that this episode of Financial Straight Talk was motivational, and I hope that uh, for some people maybe it was a swift kick in the pants that, hey, you know, get your attention and start taking some steps to getting towards that financial independence. I'm not back there myself quite yet. I've still got a couple more uh, months of some credit card payments, but we're, we're well on our way. And um, it, it is a great feeling when you get there. So make sure that you are staying tuned to Financial Straight Talk. Get subscribed to the podcast feed. Tune into our radio show every Sunday and get in touch with Jim Fox. If you have any questions about your own personal financial situation, he can answer those questions for you. And he loves to be that resource. If you can't tell, it's just the two of us here. He likes to talk and he loves to hear from our (laughs) listeners. So give him a call if you have any questions at all. It's 321-414-7526. That's 321-414-PLAN. We still have some seats left at the upcoming Financial Straight Talk workshop, June 9th or June 10th. Taxes and retirement. Learn how to take advantage of current tax rates before they go up. The Pizza Gallery at the Avenue Vieira at 6 p.m. It'll be a great evening, and we have a few seats still available, but we need to know how many people to expect. So call us. Pam is standing by at 321-414-7526. Jim, that's all the time that we have for this week. Always happy to be a part of the show. For now, I'll give you the last word. 
Well, Jerry, thanks so much. Guys, I just want to reiterate what Jerry just said. If there's anything we can do for you, don't hesitate. Reach out. Let us know. We're here to answer your questions, create topics that can help you make better decisions. But just know, whatever we can do for you, we want to make that happen. But on behalf of myself and the rock doctor himself, Mr. Jerry Payne, I want to thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time on the Financial Straight Talk. Jim Fox is a registered representative of World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Wadadley Financial Group is not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Wadadley Financial Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Fox, NPN Insurance License Number 243-4449.